This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, we're just days away from big general election day. Hope everybody is exercising their rights wherever your state is to early vote. And I hope you're sharing with loved ones the importance of voting. Where are we? Who better to check in with than our dear friend, the founder of Daily Coast, the founder of Civics with a Q, uh, the host of The Brief, Marcos Melitsis. Hey, man, how are you? Doing good. And since you mentioned early vote, I've, I've, you know, we've talked about how important that is. Not just you locking that vote, but then GOTV operation, get out the vote operators, don't have to come ask you to vote. Because if you're listening to the show, you probably are going to vote anyway. So it, right. it's not really helpful for them to waste their time contacting you. If you vote early, they cross you off that list. And then they can talk to people who actually may be iffy voters. So that is literally one of the best things you can do to help us win uh, in a couple of weeks. And the second thing, go to dailycoast.com on the pitch early, Mark. Dailycoast.com slash GOTV. Get out the vote. Dailycoast.com slash GOTV. We partnered with organizations in all the battleground states. You can write letters. You can do election um, poll watching. You, there's a ton of things that we have on there. So it's not our GOTV. It's everybody else's really great programs. We, we're sort of we're directing people to where you know places near them, or you know everybody has different different talents. Some people like to talk on the phone. Some people like to knock on doors. Some people like to write letters. So dailycoast.com slash GOTV. Mark, the polls, it's tied right now. The team that works the hardest is going to win this thing. And it's got to be us. Too much is on the line. Politics is always about who out organizes who. It's about organization. And that's GOTV. Folks, yes, please go to dailycoast.com slash GOTV. Uh, you can do something. You can help in many, many ways. Even in the smallest ways, you have no idea that little bit. And the, all these races are close now. So don't think that your help may not make a big difference if, if a few people are moved, if a few more people have gotten to the polls and, and what have you. Um, a lot of conversation about Fetterman. I was with some other colleagues and was disappointed. They were very critical of him. Some even said his performance at the debate could uh, cost him. Uh, I, I think that would be tragic. I mean, the man had a stroke. Um, he still articulated the issues, did he not? I mean, I, I, I think people know what happened and Oz is just not an option. Mark, I, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong. I, there's, there's two sort of substantive criticisms. One is, is uh, his delivery was, was difficult and he did just have a stroke. Um, he talked about the issues, though. He was right on the issues, but his his delivery was was difficult, and his um, his ability to call Doctor Oz on his BS was compromised. He just didn't. And if you if you watch a debate, Doctor Oz is talking a million miles an hour. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's talking in a way that he can spew all the BS, knowing that Fetterman's not going to be able to track and and respond to it. So it was it was. There's a lot of questions whether his team should have even have allowed him to to do the debate. Now, I will say in the moment, I was like, oh, crap. In the aftermath, I'm a little less worried. And, and here's, here's the reason why. One is I've, I've been tracking the, the um, post coverage in conservative circles. 
So not like the broader media, like in conservative circles, it's not as harsh as the coverage of Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden, who they made out to be blithering idiots. Like if you, if you watch the post debate coverage, it was a whole different world, right? I mean, it was just how, how, uh, mentally incapacitated they were weirdly enough that was they weren't as harsh on Fetterman where they actually had the stronger case. Second, um, a couple of weeks ago, you may remember we had this whole um, sort of controversy over NBC News making a big deal out of John Fetterman using closed captioning to because he can process faster with written word than, than auditory. And so it was a big deal for about two weeks. Like, so at this point, there wasn't anybody in Pennsylvania who would have been shocked by this. So quite ironically, we, we at the, at the time we were all like outraged that NBC decided to make a big deal out of, out of, out of this. Yet in the end, it may have actually paved the way. So it wasn't anything new. It was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. He just had a stroke. I mean, we just spent two weeks talking about his stroke and how he's recovering. So there, there, that was the second piece that I think sort of mitigate the damage. And the third is like Dr. Oz gave us so much material to work with. One, he's just not a very likable candidate. In, and I mean that in not in the talk, talking points sense. I mean, he's just literally very unlikable. And, and the National Review, which is a conservative magazine, went out to an to a deeply conservative district in the middle of the Alabama part of Pennsylvania, a uh, place that voted for Trump 80%, rural, and started talking to people. And it was amazing how many straight picket Republicans they talked to who said either they weren't going to vote at all or that they were going to vote for Fetterman. And, and, the, and the, the arguments against Oz was that he was slick talking and he didn't even live here. Like that, that has really penetrated. And there was nothing in that debate that negates that argument. He was slick, slick talking and he's still not from Pennsylvania. So, and then in the end, like debates really don't matter. I mean, that, that's, I mean, if debates mattered, Georgia Senate race would be done by now, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the same people that are like hyperventilating about, about John Fetterman, you know, will sit there and de- defend Herschel Walker, despite the fact that Herschel Walker has a permanent condition. John Fetterman is still in the recovery process and, uh, and it's expected to make a full recovery. So, um, it wasn't great. I, I still wish his team hadn't made him do it, but. It's not the catastrophe. Now, Mark, we'll talk next week and then, you know, I'll have polling and I'll be like, oh, maybe it did have an effect. My suspicion. And, you know, let's, let's put a, let's put a, let's put a sort of flag on this and let's, let's, let's talk about this next week. Uh, Cause I'll know by next week uh, with our civics polling, if it's affected the race. And um, I suspect it, it won't make an impact. Oh, and the last piece, you know, Oz gave us a lot of material, including saying, that a woman's right to choose was between her, her doctor, and local politicians. He literally said that. That was the quote. He gave us the biggest gift. So all the talk about, okay, Fetterman had a hard time. He stuttered some in getting some of the, his ideas out. <laughs> the ideas were fine. Dr. Oz literally wants to stick a government bureaucrat in their doctor's office when you're making your decisions. 
Yeah, no, you're right. That's <laughs> that helps. And 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 again, I, I hope you're right that you know people will look at this and and be a little bit more leaning about it. But I know you're right because I thought about it. Like, I mean, what is this weird? Just over a week out, is this debate really going to change? Two weeks. Two weeks. A, a week and a half, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, just a little week. Yeah, we're under two weeks. Is this going to this debate going to change people's minds anyway? Um, I mean, maybe a handful, but you're right. When when Oz gave us the other quote, that helps. And are are we? See, I'm hearing from people who are on our side, unfortunately, complaining about Fetterman and his performance. The right wing people aren't complaining about either Herschel Walker's multiple personality disorder, documented, diagnosed, or his CTE, which is undocumented, but who doesn't have CTE mm -hmm. in the NFL? And he was a running back. So we're going to sit up and convince ourselves he's the only running back in the history of the NFL who didn't get CTE. Right. I mean, come on now, that's a man. Maybe he just run on that. I didn't get CTE. Then maybe, you know, that might be something, you know, you, you got the secret of life. You can be more than a senator, uh, <laughs> if that's true. But if, if, if Herschel can do it, with all of his issues, why can't people uh, on our side not be so hard on, on, on Fetterman? So hopefully this will turn out uh, in the right way. But as we said earlier, folks, you got to get involved. Help, help, help him out. Go to dailycoast.com um, slash GOTV. Do we have, speaking of Georgia, do, do we have any new, uh, anything new on Georgia, any new information? I, I'm, I'm getting a little nervous. Maybe I should. So, um, no, it's it's a good time to be nervous. I mean, remember polls. It's tough to pull right now. Um, we still don't know if we're picking up the full Trump vote. They're nihilists. They're not answering the phones. They're not talking to pollsters. They want to burn down the system. They're not going to participate in the political process beyond voting uh, for Trump's fix. And uh, and we have record voter registration with. Uh, adults under the age of 25 they're not getting picked up by polling i mean they're not picking they're not they're not uh picking up the phone to talk to a pollster and you know civics we 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 use email to poll how, how are we getting under 25 right so it's it's they're not my my kids don't know what email is i mean it god forbid you email them something maybe they'll find it three weeks later so it's a incredibly difficult time to to reach some key voting demographics and we don't even know who is going to turn out so we've seen the early vote and the early vote is is very very encouraging democratic performance is high but we know that democrats vote early and republicans vote on election day so we don't get we don't really know what republican turnout is going to look like we know that we're looking pretty good but early vote is is all that, all that tells us is that some of our people have voted. Maybe tomorrow, no Democrats vote anymore. Maybe all the Democrats that are going to vote will, you know, have already voted. I mean, that's probably not true, but we don't know, right? There's all these question marks. So we, um, it's good. We're banking votes. It makes it easier for our GOTV operation to do their job the last week and on election day. So that's always important. So again, vote early. But we have, uh, we have so much uncertainty. To Georgia. To your question about Georgia, everything I've seen is that Warnock in the Senate race is slowly 
pulling away from Herschel Walker, that there is some daylight starting to form. And I've seen four to six points in civics polling is generally maybe a little bit tighter than that, but not, not much. Narrow leads for, uh, for Raphael Warnock, the Democrat. The polling also shows that, that um, Stacey Abrams, unfortunately, is falling behind, that they would take some kind of turnout miracle or, or a major polling miss for her to win. Um, I think that, uh, that um, George's Republican governor, what's his face? Um, uh, I was going to say Nathan Deal, but that's the last guy. Kemp, Kemp. Kemp, yeah. Trump going after him really hard made it easier for him in a general election to separate himself from Donald Trump, which has made it easier for him to keep some support in the, in the Atlanta suburbs. That, so you, you're going you're gonna to see some ticket splitting for sure. You're going to see people who, who think Kemp is totally fine and he's kind of a moderate and he wasn't as scary as people thought he would be. And Trump hates him. So how bad can he actually be? And then you're going to see people who are going to look at Herschel Walker and go, hell no, I'm going to vote for Raphael Warnock. So you're going to see some ticket splitting. So um, to the extent that Stacey loses, that's what the polling says right now. That doesn't mean it's determinative. And even in that polling, she is not that far behind. You know, I've seen her, you know, four or five points. It's definitely within the margin of a polling miss and of a strong ground game. So I'm not writing that off. I'm just, you know, saying that's what it looks like at the moment. So, but it's very rare, Mark, to see that kind of disparity between a governor candidate and a Senate candidate. Usually we're so partisanized at this point that they track pretty well. I'm seeing about a, I'm seeing about a six to seven point split, which means about six to seven uh, percent of people uh, and I'm guessing, this is just an educated guess, that it's, it's those college-educated white suburbanites who uh, are trending Democratic, who go, okay, no, um, uh, Kemp isn't so bad, but Herschel Walker really is, so they're going to split that ticket. And, and some of that, too, is organized and instigated sexism, too. We know that by what's on social media. Um, Stacey's yeah. a woman. Yep, uh, yep. She's a black woman, um, yeah. and, and she's being treated differently and then you got jokers see people focus on kanye but what killer mike is doing the other rapper down in georgia isn't helping either okay because he's taking pictures with kemp and you know i'm like why are you doing that who does that so and he's yeah. you know and people you know you got the 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 same crew on twitter ados the same crew that once that said kamala wasn't a real african-american same group of people same group of people that want to boycott the woman king the movie, yeah, no yeah. reason. They're saying Stacey doesn't really care about black men. What's the basis for saying that? Kemp, Brian Kemp cares about black men. Oh, you know he right. so much. <laughs> Part of the problem, and you know, we we still haven't figured out a way to offset the social media trolling. That's um, that's a part of this. So, um. So that's a little scary. So, you know, I'm looking at civics and, and the generic ballot. Um, and we don't look bad overall. 49% voting Democrat, 46% voting Republican. 
And that's, I mean, it's really good from 18 to 49, but when you get them to 50 to 64, ladies and gentlemen, it goes more Republican, 65 plus goes more Republican. That probably doesn't surprise anyone. Uh, it is, however, if you look at uh, obviously postgraduates, co college graduates, it's close for college graduates on the generic ballot. They're going to be voting Democratic. But even amongst amongst non-college graduates, 40 percent Democratic, 47 percent Republican, college graduates, it's 48 percent Democratic, 47 percent Republican. It's tight. But it's there. Uh, obviously, there's a split. Fifty five percent men uh, are Republican versus is fifty seven percent women are uh, Democratic. Um, in terms of race, 55% of whites going Republican, um, while it is obviously 87% African-Americans going Democratic, Democratic. But I, I think that you look at the, the, the non, all the education categories, even the non-college, that's hopeful. Um, the 50 to 64 year old, that's a big gap. The 65 plus, that's a, that's a big gap, five percentage points, 18 to 34, 20% gap, 18. If we get, they come out to vote. I should say we, cause I'm really still an 18. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't age. We, we age don't age. age. I still look 18 to 34. If we <laughs> come out to vote, that's a 20% gap. If, if, if we, if 35 to 49, those a little older than Marcos and me, if they come out to vote, that's a 6% gap. So why, why shouldn't I feel um, Mr. Melitzis optimistic about some of those numbers? You know, it's really amazing. I, I will do one last split on that civics uh, generic ballot. Non-college whites are 58-37 Republican. That's, that's, their, that's why they love the uneducated. That's their ace in the cards, right? So it's are they going to vote? So the big question again is going to be who, who votes? As you said, women are more democratic. More women vote anyway, just in a generic regular election. Uh, usually it's about 53% of the electorate is women. You know, 47% are men. And then you have this, you know, highly, highly politicized abortion environment, which, which hopefully spiked that even further, right? So there's a lot of big question marks. But no, you're right. There's there's nothing indicating that there's a red wave coming. And it's kind of fascinating because we saw uh, last week, there's a poll by Ann Seltzer in Iowa. Now, Ann Seltzer is the most accurate pollster anywhere. She only polls Iowa. And she's always on the dot. And Iowa's a lot easier to poll because everybody's white, you know, everybody's old. So, I mean, she has some advantages. She doesn't have to, not a very young state. So it's actually a lot easier to poll, but um, she's, she's always on the mark. And in last week, she had a poll of the Senate race in Iowa. Nobody's talking Iowa Senate race, Chuck Grassley. Trump won the state by eight points. Yet this poll had Grassley winning by only three points. It was 45, 42, right? I mean, it, and then there's a libertarian that's getting a, a bunch of support. So th it's a real race. In a wave election, places like Iowa are not going to be competitive. It's, it's patently absurd, right? So liberals see that, though, and we're like, yeah, no, don't believe it. That, that can't be real. It's a not liar.
And it could be, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's not an outlier, right? But here's the difference. Generic congressional ballot polls consistently give Democrats a two to four point advantage. I mean, you showed civics has this plus three, right? 49, 46. There was one poll by, um, I think it was, was it CNN? No, it was Washington. It was Washington Post, I think. Well, one of those, one of those media, media, major media outlets had one poll that had Republicans going from minus three in a generic congressional ballot to plus four. So like a seven point swing. We've talked a long time, polling doesn't, doesn't swing that way. It doesn't, that's not, that, that's literally the definition of an outlier. But because of that one poll that completely looked like an outlier, liberals are freaking out. The media has decided that, well, maybe there is the red wave happening after all. I mean, it's been absolutely, I mean, it's fascinating from a sociological standpoint. It's patently absurd from a political one. The situation on the ground has not shifted. But because of that one poll, people are saying, oh, well, maybe abortion has lost its salience. No, abortion has not lost its salience. Um, if you look at that, if I, at our Daily Co Civics poll at civics, civics with a Q.com, you'll see that the dynamic is pretty flat. Yeah, it goes up a point, down a point. That's really float within the margin of error. That's not real change. People are locked in. So right now, I would say based on the preponderance of the polling that we're at pride plus three, we've seen, Mark, we've talked about this. We had six special elections since the Dobbs decision, not including the Kansas abortion uh, election, six special elections. Democrats have outperformed Joe Biden by six points since Dobbs in those six uh, special elections. And people say, oh, well, different dynamics. And it's true, Mark. Special elections are not November elections. But historically, those have always favored Republicans because who votes in the middle of the summer, an election that people don't even know is happening? Old people, old white people, and they're mostly Republican. Yet we saw... You know, Democrats outperformed Joe Biden by six points on average on those six special elections. So we have a we have real world proof that that something is happening. It might not be caught by the polling or maybe the polling is missing. On You know, it's, it's over generous to Democrats. Uh, <laughs> all of the above are possible. But this idea that the race is closing, it's not. Polling is pretty, pretty solid and, and stable. Showing that slight advantage. Now, here's where things get complicated, Mark. Plus three Democrats does not mean plus three percent of the House because of partisan gerrymandering. So there's that factor. So to sort of guarantee a Democratic victory, you'd really want to be in like a plus five to overcome the rigging of the House in the Republicans' favor. So there's that piece. So that's complicated. But the other, the other component is right now, Democrats hold a majority of Biden districts. There are 224 House seats in the new map that Joe Biden won. You need 217 for the majority. We have 200. So we don't need to outperform Joe Biden's numbers by anything looking at the special elections. If we have the exact same split as in 2020, we hold the House and we pick up the two seats in the Senate that we need for a uh, filibuster-proof majority. So we are there, there's very real chance that the bottom falls out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and, and pretend that we're we're headed to victory. 
But we are close in this election. We're, we may not know who holds the House for, for several weeks because Alaska's not even going to count their first round of their ballots until November 24th. Uh, California has four battleground uh, House seats in Orange County, and those usually take weeks to count uh, because the ballot can be postmarked on election day. And so, you know, the ballot comes in five days later, it gets counted, right? So they, it takes a while to count. Um, there are a couple really tight, potential tight seats in, in Oregon. So we may not even know on election night who won. It's that, that close. So this always, so it comes back to every vote is going to matter. We're going to win and lose elections by, by dozens of votes. It is up to us as activists to make sure we do everything we can to help on the GOTV operation. Dailycoast.com slash GOTV if you want to go find stuff. But it could be, you know, somebody in Ohio, make sure you call that person up and make sure that they vote and that their family votes. You know, somebody in Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, um, those house seats, there are house seats everywhere that matters. Maybe you live in Chicago, not much is happening. Get your butt up to Wisconsin, help out there because the Wisconsin Senate race the difference between Ron Johnson and, and uh, Mandela Barnes is ginormous, Mark. And that race is absolutely going to be won by about a couple thousand votes. If you can get up there and you can help get a couple a dozen votes and, you know, a couple, you know, 10, 20 of us are doing that. We're up in Wisconsin. We're up in Milwaukee getting that vote out. Mark, that, that could be the difference. Right. So and in the polling in Wisconsin, it's, it's 50-50 right now. In civics, it's it's dead even. I uh, just saw a CNN poll that had it fifty forty nine. Uh, Ron Johnson. These are high. This is this is Wisconsin. You know, this is a state that Joe Biden won by what eight thousand uh, twelve thousand votes. I think it was. It's this is it's going to be that close again. So this is our opportunity to, however we. Fight and claw our way to it to to win these critically important seats and maintain that majority because the difference between holding and losing that majority in Congress is is ginormous and we have an opportunity we hold the House plus two in the Senate it's totally doable we can get rid of the filibuster and we talked about it Mark we're talking about statehood for DC we're talking the end of partisan gerrymandering we're talking uh, voter rights. Uh, maybe Puerto Rico statehood. I mean, there's just on the democracy side. I'm not even talking substantive policy and legislation. I'm talking democracy. We can actually go a long way towards rectifying some of the systemic biases that the system has towards the Republican Party and biases that the Republicans are trying to lock in by electing Secretary of State to literally steal the vote in key battleground states. Folks, again, we remind you, it's so important uh, and I'm going to even be blasting this to some of you electronically, dailycoast.com slash GOTV. People say, what can I do? Right here. Just go to this one-stop shop, dailycoast.com slash GOTV. And I tell you, one of the most effective things you can do is phone bank. Um, so uh, um, there's, that's an option there for you. Dailycoast.com slash GOTV. We're down to the wire. Uh, when we talk next week, we will literally be days away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from election night. Marcos Melitzis, as always. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Everybody, dailycoast.com slash GOTV. 
Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.